CLS is go for main engine, start. Go at throttle up. Negative return. Then we see a nominal Miko. Welcome to space. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday. Well, I just checked the calendar because I thought maybe for a second it's not Thursday, but we've been weekly on Thursdays for months now. <laughs> I don't know why I, I got <laughs> self-conscious real quick. but <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens sometimes, right? That's yeah. how it goes. <laughs> How's it going, Jake? Uh, yeah, I- I'm good. I'm a little laggy today. I was saying before the show, we're having like I'm having some Starlink problems. It's very windy and it doesn't end up the wind. But anyway, I was having a... a uh, I, I thought that my Starlink satellites are probably built by Kerbal, and they're just a little <laughs> flaky today. So we just got to get through that. So I, I apologize, um, but we have a we have a great guest today. So I'm excited to have uh, Howard Howard Mostrum. Am I saying that right, Mostrum? Is that is that the right way to say it? Uh, Mostrum. Mostrum. I don't know if that's Mostrum. even Mostrum. the correct Mostrum. way. Okay. Actually, <laughs> that's, that's how, how my family's the correct way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, Howard, Howard is the sound designer for Kerbal Space Program 2. Is it the right title for you? Uh, so I, it's audio director, but I handle everything okay. related to audio. So I write the music, do the sound effects, uh, work with the, the VO artists, uh, mix the game, everything. So there's there's a lot to it. That's yeah. great. And we should have known too. Like we, we had um you called in and right away we can see all this audio equipment. We're like, oh yeah, of course you would have a great setup. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, this is the right person to have on the show. So yeah, we're really excited to have you. So uh should we do some drinks first? What's going on here? Yeah, what did you make something fancy, Jake? I did, yeah. I wanted to uh I wanted to have something green. I for was the gonna Kerbals, say, is it so. is it Kerbal colored? <laughs> uh, so this is what I came up with. It's a jade martini, I guess. A what um, martini? It's just like mint and jade. It's called uh, the oh, recipe jade. said jade. I don't know. I thought you cut out for a second. I thought it. it was called a Miami Dade martini, and I was like, that's a really local a South Florida <laughs> kind of <laughs> situation. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just uh, it's mint and and uh, rum and lime juice. I think so. Anyway, is that? I don't know about mint and rum. I'm a little skeptical. A little, it's a little weird. It's a little weird, yeah. but I'm digging it. I'm digging <laughs> All right. It. What do you got? Um, I've got a Trogues beer from the mix pack called. Oh, this is a different mix pack, Joe. Though Jake, this is the spring mix pack. This is a Nugget Nectar, which is right. real springy tasting. Tastes like some pine trees and some <laughs> other stuff. It's delicious. So, uh, Howard, you look like you're in a spot that maybe doesn't have the most room for fancy drinks because there's a lot of expensive hardware around you. <laughs> so, what what are you so bold as to bring in there? I always have like a table that I can set aside to have drinks on, so That's doesn't smart. spill in any equipment or anything. A lower level table. Um, so yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually brought uh, because I'm in Seattle. I brought some coffee. Uh, nice. And because that's kind of like oxygen for us. But <laughs> then I also brought uh, a stout. So I'll be switching back and forth. It's pray for power and a by, uh, Tim Carroll. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna stay level that's great and this one know. is actually for whatever reason i i have the hardest time getting like there's in the area there's like one gas station that has it but no grocery stores <laughs> or anything but it's it's absolutely amazing <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a niche beer it's just sold at one gas station in the pacific northwest <laughs> <laughs> right 
<laughs> that is incredible. Otherwise, you have to wow. drive to Oregon to get it. <laughs> That's amazing. You got to find out why that one gas station imports it. It's just like the guy that runs it really yeah. likes it. I, I guess they have like really good selections of stuff. It's it's pretty awesome. <laughs> and oddly, really good what, fried what? chicken. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. When, a, when, a, when a foodie craft beer lover opens a gas station, this is what we get, right? Yes. <laughs> Jake, at what point amazing. in this conversation have you been sorry that you left the Pacific Northwest or Pacific Southwest, as you used to call it? <laughs> uh well we had gas stations in canada too so it, it was yeah. good it was fine um but uh no no i'll i'll, I'll live let's live that way i'll live <laughs> i'll live without the fried chicken <laughs> gas station fried chicken and, and craft beer yeah yeah and craft beer, anyway yeah. Yeah. I just, we're off to a good start <laughs> we're doing great we're doing awesome here uh so I guess where I want to start, Howard, I really want to understand, um, like, what is some of the, the high level uh, uh, strategies you took with this whole new game? Because it's, I mean, it's really fun to have the like a clean slate, right? You're not going for Kerbal Space Program 1.2 with like some iteration change. Like, you get to kind of start from the ground level, and that counts for sound too. So I'm, I'd love to hear sort sure. of just like, you know, how did you approach it, and, and what were some of the things you really wanted to like nail with this game? Uh, so, from the beginning on this game, I really wanted there to be a couple different things. I wanted there to be like levels of emotion and lots of emotion that you can experience, um, and that that can be through sound, that can be through music. But I wanted to go lots of different places. Kerbals are more than just funny or positive. There's there's lots of different things. So I wanted to have uh, an array of emotion. So like with rockets, I want that to through for like having very very big explosive rockets and little tiny things and and have have it be relative to atmosphere to all this different data so i've worked really really hard to have everything be data driven as much as possible um in this game the one thing you can't do is know the player's intent but you do know data so i can interpolate that data into different things to make the soundscape sound different and it's been great. Uh, it's a lot of data. I mean, probably over 200 sources of data for for parts. It's crazy. Wow. Like, huh. like yeah, like we so can we change say, sounds. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say, like, what do you mean oh, by sources of data? Are these like inputs from the environment that are that are that are changing, or or these are sources of of what makes sound in the game? Uh, so actually, like, like how. Like, take, for example, atmosphere. So when the rocket goes further up in the atmosphere, the, the sound is filtered um, as it gets mm -hmm. further up. So it, it, it takes a lot of work to make sure that that happens accurately per planet. Um, so we're making the system I have changes it. So if if you're on Duna, it sounds like the atmospheric pressure for Duna. And 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 that's not just for him, that's for any part. Um, there is some a degree of artistic license there because obviously like in a vacuum, there's not space uh, sound, but, um, but I, I've tried my best to make it. So it's like a good combination of uh, data and science. That's the ever present but, problem. Uh, there's like, there's no sound in space, but yet the game will feel empty if not. So everybody wants to know their yes. engines are running by, you know, not being able to see it at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like the one, it's right. the one unrealistic element that we're all like, 
Yeah, but it would be better if there was sounded space. Like that would be a generally better experience. <laughs> we could improve space. If, yeah. if whoever's in charge of space could, could yeah. just let that one go through, that'd be great. <laughs> thought that one through exactly. a little bit more than you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean th- those effects are, are are awesome. Like that's the honestly, the, it was the first thing I noticed when I launched the very first rocket in KSP two because. I think I was expecting like the 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 KSP one experience where I hit that space bar and like immediately the thing jumps off the pad and we're just we're off. Oh, no, but there was all of a sudden the, like uh, this the support uh, release sound as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, but like right away there was like this fanfare and then there was a like, countdown and like the music like swelled up and I was like, whoa, this is like a very emotive uh, emotion filled thing, right? Um, and then the yeah the the way the the rocket sound changes over the course of the profile is like it's perfect. So like you guys nailed it on that one. I'm that's like my favorite part of the game so far. <laughs> it's just that sound. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> there's a lot of variation yeah, yeah. within that too for fuel types and size. Uh, there's there's a lot of different things to change that sound uh, as well as like Doppler when things go around. There's a lot of stuff. It's it, I. Kind of went overboard, I think. <laughs> That's how the game works, yeah, really. It's, it's <laughs> literally yes. the point of the game. <laughs> like from from day one, the point is: how overboard could you do something if you wanted to be overboard about this? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, we don't know what the players are going to do, so we have to think in that mindset to a degree because we want want people to be able to do whatever they are, their their heart wants to. Was there specific mm-hmm. stuff from KSP one that um, that you looked back at and like took some lessons learned from about you know obviously this I don't know how much of that data driven approach exists in KSP one if it does at all is that totally a new concept uh, was there some stuff that you were like ah, we can't get rid of that thing that the game does because that's like the essence of it uh, there I don't think KSP one was as data driven they had a lot of like events that would happen and sounds would trigger from those events but. Like even simpler things like you zoom in and out of the rocket, uh, it wasn't very tuned well to like filter like that kind of thing. Um, but I think certain th- one one lesson I did like one thing I really did like about uh, KSP one was certain sounds you hear them and you know oh that's a we just decoupled or certain things mm-hmm. your your brain just really memorizes. Um, and I didn't. I want players to know that. I want them to be able to. I mean, it's not something you get instantaneously, but like part on my end, it's like I can't have so much variation that they don't know what the sound is. Um, so it's a balance of like how well how how interesting can I make it variable, but still you re- recognize what it is. Yeah, you build some muscle <clears throat> memory, so you you've kind of have that yeah. familiar sense of what's going on, or you know, obviously in the, yeah. in the original game, it was like. Oh, I made it space now. Here's the here's the music. I finally did it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the orbit sound. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. No, and I'm like so, really excited now to, to to go to a different planet and listen to this sound in a whole different light. I did I didn't actually even piece that. I haven't gone past the like the central main system, like the Kerbal system yet. So I haven't touched any other atmospheres other than the starting one. So now I'm I'm like Oh, now I gotta do this. I gotta do that. I got so much to do in this game. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a checklist. I got. <laughs> there is huh. so much. Like even just on Kerbin, there's so much to do. 
Jake, it's almost like it you should start exciting. a historically accurate series of missions oh, that you yeah. develop through KSP history and, and something <laughs> like that. That would be a really good project to maybe kick yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I'll think about it, Anthony. <laughs> or no. I'll toss that ball around and see how it goes. <laughs> uh, All right, we got to talk um, about the trip to see this rocket launch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Recording these sounds. Yeah. Like, we, need yeah. To, we need to hear these stories. It was very, very epic. I, I don't know if you, well, uh, on the timeline, I started with the hurricane. So we were actually supposed to be there uh, a week and a half prior to that. Um, but Hurricane Ian came and oh, man. ruined all our plans. <laughs> so, yeah, we, actually, it was like the day of, uh, we're, we're back and forth. Should we come to Florida right now? And it was kind of up in the air. <laughs> and finally, it was called like, nope, don't come. <laughs> It'll be hard to get to Cape Canaveral if you do. <laughs> so what was the, yeah, was um, you know, at the beginning, I see it says like ULA and Boeing uh, reached, did they reach out? Or was this something that you were trying to find somebody that would let you go strap an ungodly amount of microphones near their rocket? Like, what was the interaction there? How did they, because I know they've been involved <laughs> with KSP in the past. They had some interaction a couple years back. Um, did they just stay sure. friendly and, and they wanted to hear what an atlas sounds like in a video game like what was their motivation i i mean honestly we were trying for years to do to, to do a rocket recording um and it really comes down to dates and times and security clearances and all that. there's a, so many different details that have to be right for it to happen uh I'm, i feel pretty lucky that we were actually able to do it <clears throat> um even the hurricane and all that <laughs> but uh yeah no they've been a great partner i mean we had Jeb go up into space with them, and they—they've been really great uh, to work with. So I, I'm glad it was them that they were able to pull us in and able to go to uh, their VAB as well. It was, it was pretty awesome. I love that hmm. that segment. I'll skip ahead to that part because um, it was interesting to see like the things that you were interested in hearing around the facility. Uh, so this is the the Starliner facility now, but formerly the shuttle facility. <clears throat> Uh, you're yeah. popping balloons in there to like get a sense of what the the building sounded like. Um, there's different machinery that you're recording where they're actually like manufacturing stuff. Did you just like tell us about this day? Did you just wander around and bother engineers for like an hour, or what was what was it like in there? <laughs> it was it was for a long time actually. I'm I'm not sure if it was it was probably a couple hours I was in there recording and uh. Yes, it was. It was like, hey, can we do this? And they'd have to like clear the section or or whatever, and get the right person to, to do gear, uh, different parts of the gear. So, yeah, we had like gas leaking. Uh, it was pretty amazing. Like that facility is is so huge. That crane is 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 ginormous. Uh, <laughs> like actually, they showed a little clip of me like messing with it. I. They like they. It was like a little kid at a playground. They they were like, "Okay, Howard, are you, you good now? <laughs> you done now? <laughs> this is like the crane. <laughs> this is literally the crane. But it was a lot of like, fun. This is the uh, this is the most yeah. epic crane that exists. It's a it's a spaceship spaceship crane that exists in this building. There, and next door is like yes. a highly classified environment too, because I think that's where they do the uh, the secret little space plane that the space force flies. So. You were probably not yes. too far from stuff that you're not allowed to know about, which is also fun. <laughs> which I'm sure yeah. they were thrilled when was, you brought in it was a blast. things that looked like what you're holding here in your hands, shotgun mics. With... <laughs> it probably was like absolutely thrilling for the people to do credentials. 
<laughs> I, honestly, like even just popping the balloon, I wasn't sure if they were going to let me do that. Uh, but <laughs> they, they did. I mean, that, <laughs> it was very helpful too. like being able to hear the 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 reverb and analyze it. And it, 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 it was really, really nice. Um, that's right there. They were in the, their machine shop and they're like actually like running a lot of the machines for us. It was it was great. So they were they, you could tell that they were having fun too. How did this kind of stuff make its way into the game? Is this more of giving you a base of understanding for these different scenes that will happen in the game, or are you are you literally using these uh, as like foley clips? So most things I do, I will like I'll use and I'll manipulate. It's not necessarily like a direct one to one of just playing playing the sound, uh, but some of the stuff like some I, I mean. Stepping back, I have 600 gigs of recorded audio that I did for this trip. <laughs> so there's a there's, there's a lot to get through. <laughs> there's no way that I could get through it for now. But I mean, I uh, for you know our initial release. But there's a lot that I still need to get through as we go. But like in the yeah, VAB, I'm using those the alarms a lot. I'm using ambience from the room, the crane stuff. There's there's a a, a lot of stuff. Uh, that's made yeah, its way yeah. into the game. So what what is um what is you, you mentioned you know like this is early access so this game just came out it's not done yet and we're trying to get it out to users soon uh, sooner rather than later what what are you going to be adding like what's coming down the pipe as the early access becomes normal access on time access whatever you call it <laughs> yeah yeah you know like, <laughs> time, what's to come? time I mean, access that's the word for it Jake yeah. <laughs> Nothing a game studio like, likes more than the word on time, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, for audio, there, there's a there's a, a bunch of stuff that I'm I'm doing. Um, like, I try to do things in different stages, and then like, like this, it's very complex to get stuff in and ha- be div- data driven. So having like the tech working is like the first thing, making sure all the different scenarios that I can account for are working. And then I start doing content swap content swaps for that uh, to make sure that it's working with whatever sources I have. Uh, so I, I think I have uh, pretty good coverage, but there's certain things I'd, I'd like to just detail more and like replace sounds. And uh, so there'll be a lot of that. There'll be a lot of me uh, writing a lot more music as well. Uh, for the game, um, I I still want to do. There, there's I have a lot of plans for 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 music and making it more dynamic and uh, yeah, it, it, there's a lot. <laughs> Anything specific <laughs> that you're you were looking for or? That- well, I, I'm just I'm just curious, you know, because like sound is those things where like. I mean, you can you can add parts later for the rockets. So, like, as long as there's some parts to start with, adding parts later sure. doesn't like throw anybody off. But if there's sound missing, then it's like, uh, uh, like, what do you do, right? So, I'm kind of curious of what yeah. how you approach that from a sound perspective of like what what is is there now, but doesn't feel like I'm I'm missing it, and and how you layer that in uh, is kind of an interesting technical problem to me, at least. Yeah. Um. So there, there's. There are elements that are, I, yeah, I would say that I am going to replace or, or that I have in a minimal state, but I'm going to expand upon. So uh, ambience is one one of those things. Um, I have a, a very extensive ambience system for all the different biomes, but I, I need to 
uh, vet that system more and work on that more. So there, it's much more dynamic and changes because of night and day. There's, there's lots of different things like that that I really want to expand on. Hmm. Hmm. That's cool. Okay. Um, the, I mean, we have a question from the. Oh, so we have a question from the chat here, uh, who's saying, you know, did sure. you take any inspiration from the modding community? Because the, uh, uh, or we can do this question first. Sure. <laughs> I'm flipping around. Uh, modding community. You're flipping around. Let's Mods pop that or back movies. But the, the KSP modding community was ob- is, is obviously like pretty tremendous. And there's, there was some audio um, based mods. Did you take any inspiration from them or get any help from them? Um, I definitely, uh, I definitely, uh, we have an amazing community and, like I definitely did look at all, all as many mods as I I could find. Uh, in particular, like the voice chat, <clears throat> voice chatter thing, I thought was was great. And we I did implement a, a, a whole system for doing verbal chatter in the game. Um, and that's another thing I, I want to expand on as well going forward. Um, hmm. But yeah, for sure, our community is awesome, uh, and like all that stuff is great. Like. I, I want to build as much of a system that I can uh, and then give toys to them to play too. <laughs> well, that was going to be my follow-up is, 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 are there, are there interfaces into the system you're building that allow monitors to do more with sound, you know, in KSP2 than they could in the first one? Uh, so like modding is a whole, that's a whole, whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our, our community. Episode, like, episode two of this interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're, uh, uh, our community is amazing. I mean, they've already modded stuff. I've seen mods already <laughs> in the game now. Uh, so like some of it is going to depend on like our interaction together on how we do things as well. Um, cause I could come up with a solution, but they want something and that's different or, or, and I, I want, I want to be able to be flexible with that, but also have mm-hmm. some tools place that makes it uh, easier for them to use or use some of my filters or things like that because there mm-hmm. there is so much in this game that is not just play a sound it's, it's like play a sound through all these things and that's what the sound yeah. is um if, uh yeah there's there's so much data and filters and it, it there's a lot to it uh, but I, yeah. I i do want to go more in, in depth with all those systems later on Hmm. You cool. have like I, I a, think a podcast player, like Kerbal Radio, maybe where there's like a couple of really good podcasts <laughs> that are in the game, and just kind of get played <laughs> when you're flying around space or something. Or <laughs> right. yeah, we know, and it's we all we in Kerbalese, and as long as they look like us, I'm cool with ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that oh, would be wow. hilarious. Wow. Just like deep dive, like yeah, six hours of. Kerbalese podcast content. Yeah. Tom did the everyday Kerbal. You need, you need a filter that takes that takes normal human speech and, and converts it into Kerbalese. That's what you need to get. That's the the next filter you have to do. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> huh. All right. All right. Um, yeah. So this this other question here from the chat is about movies. So uh, any inspirations from uh, favorite space movies? Uh, I don't know if you have any, or if you if you considered uh, that to in terms of soundtracks or, or other sounds. Sure, like I, I I'm obviously science and science fiction fan, um, so I mean, there's a lot of it that just is there, just automatically. But I did specifically go 
like and find every movie I could and you know watch their rocket launches and see how they handled not having sound in space or in sound in space um I had like a spreadsheet going for all that kind of stuff uh it was it was kind of fun uh to do that and just screen capture all these different scenes and everything uh, i there is a lot of like once you really get into the sounds that nasa has made public you hear them everywhere <laughs> it's like the wilhelm <laughs> scream. Say, it's like the you're wilhelm like, scream but oh. of rockets yeah <laughs> yes you're like oh man there it is again there is it is one, again sts I mean, 108 people... <laughs> there it goes again it's like yes <laughs> I know the uh, the Apollo Eleven movie was uh, there was a crew next to where we were standing, Jake, for Falcon Heavy that was recording for Apollo Eleven, or were they they recording for First Man? I forget which movie it was that they were. Yeah, First Man. First Man, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, but they were using Falcon Heavy as a base. I don't know if they had as good of access as you did. We didn't even get to that part of the story where you were. Uh, where you were strapping these uh, mics on the launch pad because uh, it was a pretty extreme location uh, where you were setting up. Uh, and it then was. There was some moment where they, <laughs> there was an announcement that started and you were like pretty nervous about why there was an announcement happening at the launch pad at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it was not moment. quiet either. It was, it was pretty loud. Concerning the lightning protection tower and there's getting announcements or whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was pretty surreal being that close. I was about fifty feet, which is much closer than I had anticipated. Um, but that's where power was. Um, and since we we have to record six hours in advance of of the launch, uh, power is kind of helpful. Yeah, um, that would that would be but, a uh, thing that you would want. <laughs> <laughs> we did run into some issues with power, but. Uh, the folks at ULA actually, so I switched to battery power and later that night or earlier that next morning, um, some folks at ULA s- switched uh, it to, uh, we had a, a, a UPS put in and switched all my settings from battery to uh, to actual power. So that was really nice because wow. I was, I didn't sleep that night at all, like all nervous that it wasn't going to record. And yeah. <laughs> Darn, I'll have to come back and I see did another have rocket launch. That'll be a bummer. Right. Come back oh, and man. see another one. <laughs> <laughs> I did have one. I um, had multiple rigs there, and one of them was never at risk at all. So, like, there there was drama, but it was like still a level of protection that I had for the recording. <laughs> I totally thought you were going to say one of them was never seen again. Like it got melted by the <laughs> rocket or something. <laughs> it's like, wow, what, what is the story here? <laughs> did you get any that's tips from good. anyone about like how to prepare your gear for this environment because i mean you know there's photographers out there all the time but i don't know about uh, how many of them are setting up really yeah. expensive shotgun mics and whatnot that you had there yeah i i did i, I reached out to uh several friends of mine who are big recordists uh, uh a guy named frank Bree and andy martin are like really really top in in this field for just field recording um and yeah, they are like I made sure that I had wind protection, and we had uh, these blimps too that had water protection as well. So I didn't have any damage to any microphones at all, but I did have some damage to some of the cables. Um, not during the thing, but uh, the RP1 uh, fuel is like really, it's really corrosive. Like within like a day, I could see where I didn't clean the cables very well, and it's already rusted after like a day. Wow. Um, yeah, it was. It was I like as soon as I got back to the hotel, I put everything into the into the bathtub, and 
use simple green to clean everything off. And uh, it probably took like, I don't know, eight hours to clean everything. And then still I had <laughs> corrosion on certain things. <laughs> wow. 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 I huh. never thought of that. Not like to... number one, uh, the fact that you would clean cables instead of being like, well, business expense. <laughs> like these are getting framed on my wall as like the rocket cables that are all corroded and weird looking. But that's an extreme. I mean, it wasn't just cables, yeah. right? Yeah, all the there was the like stuff other mounts and stuff, zooms and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, all yeah. my recording huh. gear was I had in a, inside of a pelican case, so that was untouched. Um. So there, I was glad to have that there. Uh, I, I was a little worried about it, like overheating, because it was pretty hot. Uh, but it, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have plans to um, do more of this? Like, uh, you know, this is a pretty beefy rocket with solid rocket boosters. There's uh, a very small rocket that Electron flies now from Virginia. It might be a good spot to to do, you know, maybe early career mode is going to have smaller rockets <laughs> with no solids. Uh, maybe that would be a good target. I don't know if that's you know, are you looking for more content? Uh, I have a ton of content, but the, that, like being there, actually informed a lot of the other content that I had and what it should sound like, and like solidified what I thought it should sound like. Listen to so many rockets and and uh, tried to know the difference between different types of rockets, but like having like, a, a control point to like pull from, like really changed everything for me. Um, but yeah, I would love to do more recordings, uh, for sure. But, but still having that, that, that point to draw off of like it, like immediately without like even putting a single asset in the game, I had like 30 changes. I was like, Oh, I have to do this and this and this and this different. Um, cause I had nine, I had nine mics on the pad and then I had like 14 more, uh, just to further out on the causeway. And I tried to place them strategically to like get different angles of this of you know of things and get reflections off buildings and whatever i could to get more uh different sound sources from that so i I learned a ton Hmm. was that the first launch that you had seen in person as well it was yeah wow i mean that alone i would be curious about your observations from that because there is like a, a weird sound phenomena that happens with the way that you experience a launch especially as close as you were you were standing uh really close to the old uh air force hangars um which i didn't even know they let people stand where you were standing which was really cool i have to find that one (laughs) screenshot of where you were at because it was like yeah i mean if you've been to the cape you know like where this particular shot was uh near the near uh you're right up on them. You're, yep. you're real close. <laughs> it's right there. Yeah. yeah. How was that? It's what so was, close. What was your experience like as, as that thing took off? Uh, it was super emotional, actually. Like, I mean, let alone, I mean, I didn't sleep, and then also, uh, just like the waiting for the countdown. You know, not knowing if it was going to happen or not until yeah, right before. Uh, but the actual launch itself, there's so many things that was different than I expected. I expected it to be like like very like hurting your ears a lot, but it was more like this flutter all through your body. It was an amazing sensation, just like throughout your body, uh, and those crackles. It was like it was very like you could feel them just like individually. I, I don't know. I, I love haptics in game too. I I do a lot of that as well, and 
this kind of thing it just like resonated your body it, it was it was amazing I, I honestly i'm surprised yeah. that we didn't have footage of me like just sobbing <laughs> <laughs> yeah it yeah. is it is no, weird. I, there's it, the two phases that are unexpected because every i think the first time you see launch you're expecting ignition to be this like moment where you're like overtaken by sound and it's it's not it's like 10 seconds after ignition is like the loudest but the coolest sounding part is like a minute and a half into flight when it starts getting that the sky is getting torn apart sound like the it, you yeah. can't even explain it to somebody until they've heard that particular sound like when it's above you about a minute later after launch it's i think the coolest part of of uh of the whole experience mm-hmm. i i agree completely that like hearing rocket recordings and hearing that crackle and pop like it doesn't it like it matching with the vibration on your body and it 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 makes it so much more visceral, like feeling it and hearing it. Um, whereas now I, I get that correlation when I see those videos a little bit more. Uh, it's pretty crazy. That, yeah, it I, triggers like the memory I was that really you shocked. have in your head of it. It's yeah, yeah different. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of equate it to uh, it pictures of the solar eclipse where before I saw one with my own eyes, I was like, that is a beautiful photo of a solar eclipse. And then after I was like, yes. oh, that's just a regular photo. But that one is what it really looked like when I was there. And that one hits different, you know? Like, there's there's just that intangible sense of the in-real-life experience, uh, which I'm really excited about. I've not gotten a chance to fire up the game yet because I am over here as a person without a gaming PC. And Jake is the one of us that has a gaming PC, so I'll have to visit <laughs> his house to actually play it before it's out on a Mac. Uh, but just, like, I don't know, if I, if I get that little a twinge of uh, nostalgia every time i launch a, a vehicle in the game i'm gonna be super pumped yeah yeah awesome. you do i'll 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 vouch for it man <laughs> I, like dude, it I remember you, you, the job. first time that you fired it up and then you you the first thing but this is before we had arranged howard to come on the show the first thing you said yeah. to me was the sound is amazing so i will vouch for jake <laughs> not being a total homer that we're here talking to howard <laughs> that was legitimately yeah, like yeah, the first yeah. observation you had <laughs> No, it's funny too because we, we reached out and we said, you know, we want to have someone from the from the game design be on the show. You know, I was not thinking about sound design. I was like, I just want someone who is like involved with the process. And and then they, you know, they replied said, we're gonna get get you the sound designer. I was like, oh yeah, that's exactly who I want to talk to. Yeah, this is, like, thank you for reading my mind because I'm not telling you that, but it is exactly who I wanted to be uh, connected to because this is so it's so much fun. Um, I, I wanted to ask too that so one of the things that really uh, interesting to me about the sound of a launch is this uh it's this phenomenon where like when i had for only heard recordings um i thought that the sound was clipping because it was too much for the microphones right you hear this it's this clipping sound i'm like oh because the microphones just there's no microphone on earth that can that can absorb this power of, of a rocket launch but then when i saw one in person i realized it's actually the atmosphere that's clipping and the mic's doing <laughs> there's not enough earth on earth um, to <laughs> capture the sound not enough air <laughs> Yeah. So how do you deal? How do you record that when like just even the the sound itself, like nature is already like trying to break it down because it's too much? Uh, so like the distance mics are much easier to do. Um, and it actually captures that. I, I think the crackle and pop pretty well. Um, but like, the air, the air, like naturally, like in air, there's a compression that happens with with sound, a natural compression. But uh, with the audio engine, uh, I can like add, add uh, 
additional compression too to make sure it's like more contained and or more varied and there's there's a lot of things i can do inside the engine to make sure that like some of those things are captured um within the the game engine uh but i recorded everything 32 mm-hmm. bit because it can it can just totally peak and without that technology i would just lose those recordings uh but being able to do yeah. that you can actually go like 700 db above this is just total audio tech talk. <laughs> but We're you, here you for can it. go 700 dB above. All the other people listening, <laughs> screw you. This is me and Jake time right now. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, there's, there, there's, I had a, I paid a lot of attention to how I was setting things up. Like trying, I had to put my gains as low as I could uh, because yeah. it's just the dynamic range of, yeah, you don't of need a it. rocket is. <laughs> The rocket yeah. will do the work it's, for you. Yeah, it's the best preamp yes. that's ever existed. Is a rocket engine. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, no, Any of the cool, rocket man. companies it's, can uh, use that as well. If ULA wants to run with that, they're they're welcome to. I know they're they're in the marketing phase right now, Jake. So they might want all yeah. the fluff that they can get. <laughs> you might talk about that a little bit, but. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. <laughs> Huh. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that it was, it was really well done, and it's just, it definitely evokes the right, the right um, uh, emotions for the launch for sure. Um, you, can we talk a little bit about music? I, I don't think I realized if you're, if you're also involved with, with writing the music as, as well as just you know producing it. Like, is that what you're doing? I, I do. I write all the music as well. Yeah. Wow. Because wow. I, I, I know for music, KSP yeah. one. Like budgets were tighter, I guess, and they they were just using a lot of uh, uh you know public domain stuff. So you can go and get a lot of the KSP one music and use it for yourself for free. Uh, I've heard it me, in I some have. spots. Um, I forget so- what it was. There was like some ad sometime. Where I was like, that's just KSP. Like they're just ripping. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the guy's name, Jake? Yeah, yeah. You used him for your theme song. Yeah, it's all Kevin McLeod stuff. It's That's all this. It. Uh, this yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. He just like just produces a ton of of music and just puts it on there. And so the We Martians theme song is is actually one of his songs too. So there's a, a shared heritage. There. Oh, awesome. But, um, uh, yeah. So uh, tell me about that. Like, what do you? Uh, I don't know. How, how do you approach the music writing design phase of that? Too? You have a lot of jobs. Like, you must be a busy guy. I don't know. But I writing music is also. They were like, Howard's available for this interview. <laughs> yeah uh writing the music was 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 a blast uh for this game uh i think there's there's a certain elements of it that i wanted to bring uh besides comedy i wanted to bring like uh a sense of home kind of like an emotional base for when you're at kerbin when you're coming to kerbin that you when you are like arriving from another planet you get there and it's like hey i'm at kerbin or when you first get to ksc there's kind of uh an emotional thing that i want to happen kind of uh when you're there but i also wanted it to be dynamic and be able to change based on lots of different things so if you have a large ship different things happen like when you're launching drums will be louder or more varied uh depending on how large your vessel is um or if you have your, if you're, how much thrust you have, how much speed you are, the direction you're going, like you'll have different, different music playing which direction you're going up and it's, it's, wow. uh, there's, there's so many things. <laughs> there's a, a lot of different <laughs> systems in place. <laughs> Jake didn't even realize he's like, all my rockets worked. So I didn't notice that the ones that were crashing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. None of my rockets have come down yet. So it's, you know, it's a, 
Actually, that's not true. My very first, my very first one, I did the I followed the the Kerbal tradition and didn't check my staging. I didn't listen to to Scott Manley's uh, very sound advice, and it's just the, the thing just toppled over because I had four <laughs> engines and one of them lit, and so it just kind of went. <laughs> did a you know was that. Uh, yeah, it asked on us and just toppled over. So um, I got that music, whatever that one is. But <laughs> the that one music. Is. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, yeah, I do have a system too that it changes as it goes through the atmosphere. So the higher you get, it changes. So there's kind of more like as soon as you're in 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 orbit uh, that you have for music than you do when you're flying. Um, it's it's been fun and. I would say there's been a lot of things I've tried that it was like, Oh, that didn't work so well. Or, uh, and then, but it's, it's been taking a lot of just like building a rocket of like throwing something in there and seeing what works. And like some things I would do would, would work really well in one scenario, but you put it in any other scenario. It's like, Whoa, (laughs) that seems very out of place. So (laughs) there's a (laughs) a lot of uh, boxes to check to make sure it works in lots of different scenarios. Yeah. So you, you spend a lot of time in the MAB then, the music is the building, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got another good question from Daniel in the chat about futuristic engines. And, you know, you went down and saw an Atlas V, and that very much exists today. But stuff that doesn't exist yet, when you get to just create it whole cloth, uh, is that so, the most fun thing or the least fun thing to do? I think, well, my current, my current plan is uh me and my son have a project where we're, we're working on making those futuristic engines you know it's amazing <laughs> no, i i no, there's <laughs> uh, like actually, first i need to invent I mean, uh interstellar travel and then i'll let you know what it sounds like yeah. and i'll put it in the game yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow the budget really is great for ksp2 it's huge <laughs> That is who's buying ULA. Oh. Somebody mentioned it in the chat. Squad buying ULA so that they can figure out <laughs> future of space travel. Jeez. That would be fun. We really, really need community involvement on this launch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I think for the futuristic engines, though, I, I'm trying to base as much on science as possible. I don't want it to sound sci-fi. Um, I do want it to sound cool and not like abrasive. Which, like a lot of physical things, sound very abrasive. So there, there is a little bit of like artistic license I have to take to make sure I'm not like breaking people's speakers and <laughs> making mm-hmm. an, an, uh, an experience that's like people just turn off the sound. Um, so, but I, I do want as much to be based on science as possible. Um, but I do have to be mindful of like we have to keep this game within a dynamic range and. Um, we want things to sound big, but big sounds gets really, really old pretty quick. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there, there's a bunch of things. Hmm. You can only hear like the, those um, uh, horns in like a uh, those trailers, like rah. <laughs> like you can only hear those for so long before you're like, hey, yeah, <laughs> let's go someplace else. Off, yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I know like, you know, one, one example of the futuristic rocket that is also real would be like this nuclear stuff, right? So there's like, you know, the Nerva engine is a very uh, historical part of Kerbal Space Program because it's it's also like a real engine. Um, I don't even know, though. Like, I, I can't even think off the top of my head what that's that rocket would actually sound like because I don't think I've ever seen even a test firing video or anything. So like, do you have access to any kind of data for, for nuclear stuff or is that all 
pretty much just like yell faster than light stuff too. Yeah, we're about to get <laughs> shut down by the U.S. government. Do you have any data on the nuclear yeah, test firings? <laughs> they're coming after. They're coming after us. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, that one is a tough. I mean, it. It's, it's all about vantage point too. Because like, if you're in the yeah. middle of a nuclear explosion. Sounds only there for a moment. And... <laughs> <laughs> At least from nobody your vantage knows. point. Yeah, nobody knows what that sounds like. Yeah. Uh, Jake, yeah. there is video so it, of Nerva, though. Is there? I've, I've never yeah. watched it. I don't know. But uh, but they're also not going to be lighting these things on the ground, right? Like, these are, are not things that are going to be operating at one Florida atmosphere. No, right. right. So, Directly pointed into um, the desert is not really the environment that this thing would be doing <laughs> itself uh, no. in it normally. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. This. Hmm. I mean, this is the video. I don't know if the sound is any good. I can turn on the sound, but yeah. probably not very good. <laughs> I doubt there's any I at all. I don't even think there's any sound I, on this. Yeah. No, it's just some dude talking. It's, it's yeah, a classic yeah. uh, oh. 60s video. In the desert, we <laughs> fired a thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. But again, that's like the, that's the, that's the in-space stuff that we're talking about where like you don't want space sure. to have no sound because it's a game and you want to experience. I mean, in a lot of ways, I always considered it as like, you know, the the way that I write it in my head is like, if I was sitting in this rocket, what would it sound like in there? Um, and there has been even like a couple of those videos on the space station where they'll be doing a reboost and there's a video like, here's what happens inside the space station. Anything you forgot to tie down is now on the other end of the space station because it's floated over there because we've thrusted that way a little bit. Um, sure. So there's like, you know, ways that you can kind of think about it is is that, yeah, if you were sitting outside this rocket, you would not be hearing it this way. But if you were sitting inside this rocket it would have a certain rumble to it regardless. Um, mm-hmm. And yep. if you're if you're just getting that vibe, or, or even like you had said, Howard, that like you want to know, you want to use those audio cues to build muscle memory to know what's going on in the game and maintain situational awareness. Like that's, it's a game experience. That's the point of it. So yes. as long as it rings true and it doesn't, you know, feel like it's a totally bizarre sound for the thing that you're going through, like it's totally an enhancement of your experience. And like that is literally your job to figure that out. And apparently you're very, very good at it because like <laughs> you're doing they, they've entrusted you with all of the sound that's coming out of this game. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I echo that for sure. Um, there, there definitely is like, I mean, you want excitement. You want you want like to know all the details about an engine too. like out of fuel you know what state your engines in all that kind of thing so there's there's a lot of detail that can be given and emotions and and all that so a lot to consider for like everything i do i have to consider in so many different levels and they're very very conscious decisions about okay we're gonna hear this because the player needs to hear this (laughs) or Mm -hmm. we need we need to build that they've worked really hard to get to this point this has to be a fun moment, that, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm reminded there's, um, I listened to this podcast. I'm not going to remember which podcast it is now. I'm going to be a terrible plugger of whoever, whoever made this great thing. But it was some podcast <laughs> that was talking about um, the development of, of like jingles, right? So these like little tiny uh, three, four second audio clips that need to like carry a ton of definition, right? So the one that really, really yeah. focused on this podcast was the Intel uh, inside sound, right? You know, dun, 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 like that, that like sure. four notes and it's over like that. And it has this, like, 
it, it captures like a ton of what they need to do for this brand. And so I, I'm kind of thinking of the same thing. Like you're, you're trying to, you're trying to evoke an emotion. You're trying to you know, like signify game mechanics that are happening at the same time. You know, this, this means this, this means this, you're trying to be real. You're trying to be artistic. There's a lot. Yeah. I totally believe you that there's a lot to think about when you're, <laughs> every, every clip you put in this thing. So, huh? Wow. It, it's pretty crazy. I mean, you, you see this type of things on like, dryers nowadays they'll play a little song or something unfortunately yeah or an instapot or whatever like wow that was an interesting jingle from a appliance my microwave is unfortunately very musical and it's like i I didn't need the whole song to play it's really a lot it's a lot give me some options here was like that my last dryer was like it played it it had like verses and a chorus and a bridge like it was i'm like this is you just need to tell me the laundry's done jake what you don't know is here in the u.s all of our appliances play the star spangled banner every time it does anything yeah 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 the little flag comes out yeah Oh dear! Huh. <laughs> just imagine what Maryland's like, Jake. They love <laughs> their imagine. flag. Yeah, I know Maryland. <laughs> I know some people from Maryland. They're they're really into flags. Um, oh, really, <laughs> they're all into flags. It's yeah, it's yeah. Uh, wild, and they have the worst yeah, one, which is a whole thing. Yeah, if so, you want to look up a really yeah. interesting flag, look up the Maryland mm-hmm. flag, and you can you can you can think about what kind of emotions that evokes for you. <laughs> Turned into a podcast for one an audience of one yeah, person right one, now. One audience member just listening to this. Thing. But um, they're really into it. They're like, ah, yeah, they're, they're so did angry you see right that detail now. in the corner. They're so they're, angry. They're typing an email right now. Like, trying to, yeah. Oh my goodness. He's calling me right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, what was I going to say now? I'm, I'm, I can't Sorry. talk about like, like old, old old base seasoning. Now is all I can think about. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I mean, we're getting close to the end here. I, I would love to know, like, sort of, like, what's for all the people that are that are totally bought into this early access. Like, what's the next? What's the next thing? Like, there's a. I know there's like a patch coming for the first update. Is there anything sure. that's got got Howard's uh, fingers all over it? Like, what's what are we seeing first here? <laughs> uh, so lately, I've been doing a lot of so uh, a lot of balance in the game. Like, the hmm. volume of things is is a very very important thing you get scale you get that's uh, a bit of a huge focus but it's not yeah. as easy as just like let's turn this down let's turn this up i i have really complex systems like if your engine is like really roaring i can i have a little uh i i'm actually monitoring that level and adjusting the ui level based on that so <laughs> so you can still hear that because otherwise you, you want to hear ui sounds and the rockets going I'd have to put them so loud. And then like you're on the launch pad and you're like, ah, ah, ah. So (laughs) it's like a car feature, right? When you speed up, your music gets a little louder and and you hopefully don't notice it because you're just going faster. So the car's louder. So it's just a little bit louder. So it's the same level to you. It's all that you experience. Yeah, exactly. Except in this scenario, there's like 20 different of those levers. (laughs) And a a full ass rocket to contend with. Yeah, and we're not making it easy on you with just like a single solid rocket booster. I'm putting I'm putting 15 <laughs> swivels and one one Nerva in the middle for later, and then I'm strapping three or four different kinds of solids, and I'm strutting it all up. And then, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Figure this one out, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Balance that. That's an incredible motivation, Jacob. Like, I'm going to build a thing so screwed up that Howard couldn't have coded for this one. <laughs> all, 
part of early access is about trying to break it so they know what to fix first, right? Well, I'm going to go try and break That's the true. sound. I'm going to see. I'm going to see if I can hide a hide an engine somewhere in some sort of acoustic <laughs> pocket that doesn't get out. And then <laughs> we're just going to make a mod for like the uh, I forget what the name of these audio panels that are behind here that are like the uh, what is it NRC 1.0, right? Like no sound comes out of the thing. Oh yeah, yeah. We're going to yeah. make a mod where it's like a, a one of those panels that you can coat your engine bay in. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like directional sound for your rocket depending <laughs> if your camera's on one side of the rocket you hear it or not yeah we have a there lot of great lot ideas of... so if your yeah, developers yeah. want to give us a call expand we'll... the team <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. there is a lot of like uh, acoustics uh, uh inside of like uh cargo bays and all that inside of in, yeah. uh tanks and everything it's it's pretty compelling I'd, I'd love to at some point talk to the people who did the science behind uh, the science behind that because uh, I think oh, that's man. pretty interesting. We, all right. New project, Jake. Last week, we were working on getting Lance Bass to space. This week, we're looking to get Howard fully encapsulated in a fairing with all of his audio gear. <laughs> <laughs> Take me to the moon. Yeah, I'm just fully with encapsulated. The yeah, and the air put conditioning the, whole, put the conditioning the... on like he's on the pad <laughs> and see what it sounds like in there. Honestly, though, I don't know if anyone knows what it sounds like in there. Like yeah, there's some there's some payload mics, but they're not they're not as good as the mics that you've been touting around the Cape. So, yeah, yeah. SpaceX, like, you've got a lot of fairings. Can we just need <laughs> we just need two of them? Yeah. Can we throw so, Howard in there? Yeah, we just yeah. need to put but Howard. That'd be in the surprise. He's guess not even what? that far away. He could drive there. Howard was in there the whole stop time. Stop at that gas station, <laughs> pick up some fried chicken and beer, and he'll be right down there. So, <laughs> yeah, figure it out. We solve problems on this podcast. This yeah. is what we do. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, completely. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, if people are interested in your work generally, is there a place they can go to check the world of Howard out? Uh, so, I mean, l- lately it's been all Kerbal, but uh, you can go to howardmostrum.com. I have some of the stuff I've done on there. I'm not that great about keeping it up necessarily, but there's <laughs> there are some things on there. It's a long list. Uh, uh but yeah there's i i probably that list is not even updated either um <laughs> <laughs> well, my really son active. was like yeah. my son was like you should get chat gpt on that or something <laughs> <laughs> he's automating but, you out of a job yeah <laughs> right, yeah. right. You're like well that's what you're for please update my website and keep it up to date based on what i've been working on <laughs> <laughs> oh wow jake cool. have you been getting anything done or you've just been playing ksp too uh, mostly just playing KSP2. Yeah, yeah, I have to say that <laughs> nice. is something. I tried to fix, we had a Discord bot that is running in our, our community Discord that broke last episode, and I thought I fixed it, and it broke again this episode. So, uh, you know, that's 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 on my plate right now. We're going to see if we can get this yep. thing going. Develop stuff. It's early access, really, if you get down to it. Um, and it never will and leave And you only that. test it while we're live. <laughs> that's the only yeah, way yeah, that you yeah. like doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so it, <laughs> it'll never be on session in the middle of the week or anything to just try no, it out. No. no. Okay, great. <laughs> it's not on my test. <laughs> strategy so um but yeah so you know not much going on for me right now taking a little bit of a break it's good how about you nice i know you i know you had a new episode out uh, recently yep uh, space force put out their uh rfp or draft rfp they didn't even release it yet uh but it's going how i would like it to go jake so yeah if you're is, into the yeah. national security space launch program miko's where you want to hang out and listen to that. <laughs> and also new for glenn sure. like there's sneakily posting photos to the to the blue origin gallery and i don't know but their engines still aren't really working on the whole thing so we've got a whole discussion about that (laughs) uh next week jake we got a good one 
Yeah, yeah. We've got um, – oh, now I'm – now I'm checking, guessing myself. I think I know who we have. But <laughs> it's Scott Poteet. <laughs> yes, Scott, yes, I have Scott Poteet coming on. A so, uh, U.S. Air Force Thunderbird pilot, a member of Polaris Dawn, the mission director of Inspiration Four. Uh, we're gonna just—he's gonna tell us some stories because he's got awesome stories. He's a story so, guy. Yeah. yeah. So if you want a guy who knows good. what engines sound like, he's yeah, got right. a lot of engines in his history. So. <laughs> I'm pretty pumped. You can get you some sounds inside of an F-16, and you can figure out what that what that <laughs> sound is. We didn't even talk about the airplanes. There's a whole other part part of this game. Oh, man. oh yeah, there's so much data for airplanes <laughs> too. It's, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> oh dear. All right. Okay. Well, when we have you back for 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 beta release or whatever, we're gonna we're gonna dig into that. So if people, Howard, <laughs> if people good. are not up to date on the KSP two situation, can you just give them a little elevator pitch on maybe they've played KSP, maybe they haven't. What should they What should they know? in their life right now so ab- about ksp and ksp2 in general or Generally, just yeah, yeah. like what's the situation can they play it where should they buy it that kind of thing oh yeah yeah so you can go to it's on steam and epic game store we're in early access uh we can simulate rockets rocket launches it's it's such a fun experience to even just like make things blow up it's 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 just a lot of fun uh and it's fun to be able to be involved with the community on this and just like really work on this together. It's it's a great experience. I'm I'm having a lot of fun overall. That's awesome. If someone's listening to this and they have not played KSP, Jake and I are personally very angry at you. Yeah. Uh, it's like I'm I'm serious. There's it is the greatest game. It is the best game. <laughs> I, I distinctly remember where I was. I think I was at like a conference in Denver in like 2013 or 14 or something, and I saw Notch, Minecraft fame Notch tweeting a yeah. screenshot or something of a of a rocket he was launching i was like what the hell is this thing <laughs> and uh, i've i've been obsessed ever since like it's been damn near a decade at this point that it has dominated uh the playtime of both jake and i and yeah. uh i again i can't play ksp2 KSP yet because i don't have a system that's ready for it but that's driving me nuts i'll be i'll be real <laughs> about that <laughs> so i remain jealous of jake and thankful of you howard howard for hanging out uh, this is awesome. It's super cool to hear about what you're working on. So thanks for hanging out with us. As yeah, thanks you're, so much. Uh, so busy. <laughs> Thank you. That, this has been this has been fun. One two three four five five four three two one. End of test.